0: The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah, the 65th chapter. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices, a people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their bosom both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord, because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will measure into their bosom payment for their former deeds. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it, so I will do for my servants' sake and not destroy them all. I will bring forth seed from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains, my chosen, chosen shall possess it, and my servant shall dwell there. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the desert. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? And he said, legion for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened and they came to Jesus. And found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray one of the verses we just sang. O Lord, drive out the doubt that cripples faith. Expel our pride and greed that we from powers that threaten us may by your grace be freed. Amen. As the gospel reading points out, and as that hymn we just sang also pointed out, when it gets right down to it, it is either Christ or demons. It is either the triune God that we confessed at length last week with the Athanasian Creed. It is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Or, it is the forces of chaos and destruction. There's no other options. None. And obviously when it's put just that starkly, we think, well duh, who would choose demons? Yet our gospel reading, as well as our Old Testament reading from Isaiah, should show us that it's not that obvious Or rather, yes, it is obvious, but for some reason, the demonic is seductive in its ways. As you you see this in a variety of ways throughout the scriptures, you can see it in the book of Proverbs when you have uh, Lady Wisdom contrasted with Lady Folly, and it says quite plainly, Lady Folly leads her suitors to death, but they go along willingly with her. You see it repeatedly in the history of Old Testament Israel. You can think of the generation that followed Moses through the Red Sea and then turns away afterwards. You can think of the generations after King David. Isaiah laments this exact thing throughout his entire book, throughout all of his prophecies, because he is living in that land. Christ or chaos, the living God, or death and the devil. And so again, how could that be a hard choice? Well, why aren't the pews full this evening? The excuses are the same. And when we are honest, surprisingly or not, Satan makes arguments that appeal to us. He appears to us as an angel of light a supposed messenger of good news. That is why people chase after things that are not God. And so in the gospel here, you have a possessed man. You have someone who couldn't be contained. He he was violent. He, He lived out among the tombs. Yet when he is cured, when he is in his right mind, then the people are frightened, and they ask Jesus to leave. And that sounds very odd to us. But some keen reader will say, hey, hold on a second. There was more to that story than that. And so we'll admit, well, yeah. Yeah, there was. And that's how it gets complicated, as we like to say today. Because the story doesn't only involve a possessed man. And from our point of view, who can say he's really possessed? Maybe he's got a chemical imbalance. Who are we to judge? story also involves a large herd of pigs that rushed into the sea and drowned. Undoubtedly, some people lost a significant amount of money here. Story also involves a holy man, and a sacred man, a teacher from another country. This time it was a country of the Jews. Story involves talk about demons and that kind of thing. And, and when you put all of those things together i mean who wants to deal with all of that or you could just insist to the people involved with all of that stuff hey why don't you guys take that elsewhere so yeah you you involve violence involve the loss of money you involve spiritual topics even creepy things like demons. When you get all of that going on, it seems like the choice has become more complicated. Key word, though, seems. I mean, you don't have to look at the story. You could look at our own country, right? In our own country, we kill babies, sell body parts. In our own country, we have sketchy business practices happening all the time, but, I mean... The markets are still holding on, pretty much. We have a country that's been filled with spiritual shenanigans for decades, for centuries, often blatantly, to patronize one group or another, or or you just have these kind of things avoided, so that things remain calm. Now, if if you have that kind of thing going on, for instance, if that's the place where you've lived for the while, for a while if that's maybe where you've lived your whole life. You may not be comfortable with all of that stuff, but you know the system. You know how the system holds up more or less. Are you willing to see that crash to the ground over someone like Jesus? Because, hey, it has been mostly working for you. You live a pretty comfortable life, especially what compared to what you see on the news, do you want the potentially catastrophic consequences? If overturning Roe v. Wade splits this country in two somehow, is it going to be worth it? If letting the LGB crowd have their celebrations, if, if that keeps the corporate honchos happy, who's going to put up too much of a fight? Because their checks still cash. In the gospel, we had pig herders, and they figured it out pretty quickly. They weren't working for multinational corporations. They couldn't go down to Walmart and pick up cheap stuff right off the shelf. They didn't have a life as nice as ours. And they recognized that Jesus threw a wrench into their way of doing things. Didn't take them long at all, especially with that weird spiritual stuff involved. So if it's just easier for Jesus to leave, what is it going to be? And someone could say, well, hold on. It's more complicated than that. Yes, there are ways in which that is true. And yet there are also ways, as we see in the gospel reading, that it is that simple. As we said earlier, when you get down to it, it is either Christ... Or demons, And probably with a little effort, you can see how much easier it is when Jesus just leaves the scene. Sure, the crazy guy bothers everyone, but he is a known entity. He hangs out in the graveyard most of the time. Just don't go there. Get on with your life elsewhere. Problem solved. And if life is basically that, if life is basically Keeping your head down, trying to get by, getting ahead if you think you can. And to do so, you adopt certain things into your sphere if you think they will help you. So if Jesus helps you, sure. If he doesn't, okay. You know that it's best to avoid awkward situations, best to avoid creepy things, avoid making much of a fuss over stuff. It's it's much easier. I'm pretty sure the garrisons lived that same exact way. And so you you recognize a life like that is centered on each and every individual person and what they don't want or what they do want. It's up to them. And Luke puts it nicely in our gospel reading when he says, they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind. Being in his right mind is at the feet of Jesus. And for his sake, we see that the man wants nothing else. He had been tormented by demons, so he wants nothing more than to be around Jesus for the rest of his life. But Jesus tells him, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So we can see here, being in your right mind doesn't mean you have to physically be at Jesus' feet, right then and there, but you do need to have him at the center, wherever it is that you happen to be. As Pastor Walter said a couple weeks ago, God, God is not hiding. He has been at work in the world from the beginning. His word goes out across the globe so that people can know him and know that he is found in Jesus who is, even as the demons recognize, son of the Most High God. So Jesus is at the top. When Jesus comes to a place, he is, or at least should be, the center. And that should be recognized. There are few things sadder in the Gospels than what we hear tonight when they ask Jesus to leave, and he does. It makes their lives a whole lot easier if they do not have to think about him and what that might mean for them. And there are ways in which people can and do make that same argument today. The problem with that, at least the main problem with that is, it is Christ or demons. There's not another choice. Christ is more powerful than demons. We see that he casts out evil spirits. And as we heard a couple weeks ago, he gives his own Holy Spirit. But that means things for your lives, things that might not be the easiest, things that might not be the most lucrative, things that might not be the most comfortable, because it means that he is the center and not you. But we see repeatedly... In the scriptures that this one has come to you he's put you in your right mind and when you want to tell of all the great things that god has done for you like the man you can go out and declare all of the things that jesus has done for you that the son of the most high god has died so that you would live that he has taken you from the realm of the devil from the realm of demons And brought you in to be citizens of his own kingdom. That he has washed you. That he he feeds you. And that he gives you life that never ends. Amen.